Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It's Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. By the way, you can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. How do you do that? I'll be glad to tell you. All you got to do is visit Progressive.com. We're going to get to maybe just maybe. We won't get an Eagles versus Chiefs Super Bowl rematch in 2024 like we got in 2023. We'll do that in a a couple of minutes, give or take a lie or two. But plenty of you went away in about a time that you were ejected from a game either as a competitor or a bystander because that almost happened to one of our guys, Devin King, one of our producers, apparently playing a men's pickup game, a league game on Sunday. They're losing by 15 points. Playing the other team being a pain in you-know-what. He takes his complaints to the referee. And the referee just happened to be on his cell phone while the game's in progress. He goes to the other referee and he says, <laughs> was it a basketball play? Devin says, does that really matter? And he almost got teed up and tossed out of this game. So tell us a time in which you were ejected from a game as either competitor or a bystander. Lord knows that game will last a little bit longer. It could have happened to Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City after that call that happened, and he lost his rabbit behind mine. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you in the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Like Big John in Florida, Big John, let us know the time you were almost ejected or were ejected from a game as either competitor or a bystander. Hey, guys. First off, love your show. Thank you, I've called in before and told you that. It's – Awesome, your my my thirty minute ride home. Thank you. Um, but Mahomes needs to first, first off, Mahomes needs to shut up. True. There's a lot of money involved in this game for the players, for the gamblers. You got to call the game right, no matter what. He got ripped off the week before at the pass interference call. Absolutely. That needs to be reviewed, and then what happened last night needed to be called. But. It's still embarrassing. My kid brings it up all the time. I was coaching my son's Pop Warner team, uh-huh. and uh, we now live about an hour from where I grew up, and we're playing the city that I grew up in. And uh, so some of my friends are coaching their kid's Pop Warner team, and uh, a fumble happened, and we recovered it, but somehow they got the ball back. Well, I just happened to kind of walk out a little bit and yell at them, <laughs> How much do they pay you for this home cooking? Because oh. I know that goes on there. <laughs> and, uh, of course, my friends are laughing on the sidelines, and the uh, flags all get thrown out. <laughs> and they told me, we heard about you. You might get thrown out the next time. And I said, how have you heard about me? You don't know me. And they go, no, but you played you played high school ball with those guys over there. So shut up and stay on your sideline. Oh, wow. His reputation wow. preceded itself. 
Now, yeah. I will also tell you, uh-huh. you got to teach your kids when there's a fumble and you're at the bottom of that pile, mm-hmm. you must do anything by any means necessary. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad to get that football back. As someone who has had to recover <laughs> an onside kick or two when I played college football at Mass University in Pennsylvania, you could not be more right. Some really, <laughs> really nasty, awful things happen at the bottom of football piles, especially when onside kicks or fumbles or anything. What was the worst when you went through? You had to have gone through Freddie, a couple. I never get this, man. We're playing at Tampa, and Roddy had fumbled, yeah. and Tampa recovered it. And I was one of the last ones on that pile. But mm-hmm. lo and behold, mm-hmm. I came out with that football. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't mention the things that I did underneath that pile. Please don't. Because they're not appropriate for radio or TV. Or life in general. Or life, period. <laughs> but boy, them wide receivers in that room was laughing at me. They was like, boy, we can only imagine. And let's just say a Buccaneers player came okay. out of that pile uh-huh. acting crazy uh-huh. because something happened to him. Mm-hmm. What? I'm, I'm not even going to ask for a friend. By any means necessary. First down, Falcons. Yeah. Easy there, Harry X. Ian in Montana at 888-729-3776. Ian, tell us about a time in which you were ejected from a game as either a competitor or a bystander. So it was a uh, bystander because I was never good at sports, but was at a rivalry game, uh, college game here in Montana. Okay. And we were kicked out by our own band director of the team we were rooting for for yelling at them to stand up and cheer more. Really? Was this Montana, Montana State? It was indeed, Cat Grizz. Yeah, but not for wow. nothing. That's one of the rivalry games I'd love to go to. What were you – no, I, I'm not going to ask because you may not be able to keep it clean. I was going to say, what were you yelling at to tell me to stand up and cheer harder and louder? We were just – it was third down. Uh, the Cats had the ball. We're Montana State fans. And Montana State had the ball, and the band was just sitting there. And so we were saying, stand up and cheer. You got to stand up and cheer. And they said, we don't want to hear from you anymore. And they said, but we're on the same side. And they just said, security, and we were out. This would have never happened in Drumline. Ian. (laughs) Ian, are you still there? He's still there. Yeah, I'm here. Are are you a Mark Mariani fan? Uh, He played for the Grizzlies, so I was a fan because he's from Montana, but not a fan when he played for the University of Montana. Uh But uh, did respect him, and he was was a very good player. Okay, so where where did the Mark Mariani story come from? So I I played played with Mark in Tennessee. Okay. Wide receiver, right? Yep, he basically owns Montana. He will be the mayor of Nashville one day, trust me. Yeah, really. By the way, for those who don't know about that rivalry, look up Montana, Montana State. If you ever want to go to like... It's like, a good one. Oh, you want to go like FCS, small college rivalries, like Ithaca, Cortland, for example, uh, Lafayette, Lehigh, Montana, Montana State. That's is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Small level, FCS level, but big time, big time games and matchups, and everybody is not on the same side for that one day out of the year. AJ and Iowa, thanks for hitting us up on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio at the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776. AJ, tell us about a time in which you ejected from a game as either a competitor or a bystander. Hey, guys, I got a two-for-one for you. I'll set the scene real quick. High school, small-town Iowa basketball. I'm six foot nine, so I'm playing the next tallest guy is like six foot, six foot one. Okay. So I was picking up, uh, you know, fouls by proxy. <laughs> and uh, after I picked up my third in the first half, I kind of gave the ref an earful. Uh, he teed me up, and uh, that's good for two uh, personal fouls in uh, in the state of Iowa at the time. 
so that ran me for the game. Uh, I got a little more irate. My parents got irate. All three of us got tossed and got escorted out of the building by the superintendent. <laughs> it's a family affair, baby. That's next level. <laughs> Hold on. Not hating, respecting. A technical is two personal fouls? Two personal fouls That's in Iowa. Wild. Man, that, that, well, well I, th- no. I thought he I thought he said like he had three fouls already. They called a foul, and yeah. then they teed him up. So that's two right there. That's two right there. No, no. Yeah. yeah, either way, that's next level, the response from him and the family. I think they need to change that too, Freddie. Like, I don't think a technical foul should be counted as a personal foul. Well, I hate that in college basketball and high school basketball. Like that should not. Yeah, that that I, has I to that. change. Yeah, if you're going to give him a tech, just give him a tech. Exactly. It's already probably, it's already going to change the game anyway. So why we're adding on to that? I'm with you. They family affair. I love that. I love the, the respect. One band, the, one sound. Solidarity from mom and dad. You can <laughs> if you kick him out, you all kid, we're all getting kicked out. Out they went. Jai Turkey. Harry was was your brother Tony a talker? Or was he mild mannered on the court? No. So my brother's the quiet one in the family. Like the the very first time, I think the only time I've ever seen my brother so emotion on a basketball court uh-huh. was in a uh, state tournament. My senior year, we was down against okay. one of our rivals. Yeah, man, like nine points with like two minutes to go, and my brother just went on a tear. Really? So we're down two. Um, at the end, with seconds left, my brother pump fakes. He's beyond the NBA three point mm-hmm. range. Right, he gets fouled and still throws it up with one hand, nothing but nets. My brother took his damn jersey off and everything. Nice. Only time I've ever seen my brother show emotion really? on a basketball court. He should have gotten sixth degree of difficulty. You make shots like that in that <laughs> like situation. It was, it was insane. Wow. Todd in West Virginia. Thanks for calling us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Todd at 888-729-3776. Tell us about a time in which you were ejected from a game as either a competitor or a bystander. First, I want to say thank. Hey, quick question. Did you not write a song from Michigan a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. like If, if Ohio State beat Michigan, it would have been the flip side of Hail to the Hail Victors. Hail to those football cheaters. Hail to those signals. <laughs> that, that has been in my head for two and a half weeks every day. I wrote the rest of the song. But anyway, um, so ex-player, but now I umpire in Southern West Virginia, middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this dude's chirping the whole game. And I'm not a big guy, but I'm not a little guy. I'm 6'1", about 195. And the whole game is coaches chirping. And there's nothing worse than if a coach has a valid point, good. But when you don't know the game, shut up. (laughs) And so finally he comes out, and I told him, you know, let's just play. I turn around, don't you turn your expletive deleted back on me. And I turn around and say, excuse me. He goes, I turn my back on you. And I go, well, you could turn your back on everybody now. See ya. Let the doorknob hit you with a good good Lord split split you. (laughs) You are the weakest link, Coach. Goodbye. That is tremendous. He pulled like a gladiator moment. Remember the movie Gladiator? Hey, don't you turn (laughs) your back to me when Caesar told Maximus, and then he turned around and said who he was? (laughs) Todd, respect. That was dope. That was completely, completely on point. If you did not get through on the phone at 888-729-3776, hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN at HDelgus83. Let us know about the time in which you were ejected from a game as a competitor or a bystander. Let us know at 888-729-3776 and on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. Kansas City and Philadelphia get kicked out of a Super Bowl this year based on how they played so far in 2023. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We know what happened with the Chiefs. They lost three out of their last four games. At one point, they were 6-1. and one. They lost opening day to the Detroit Lions, won six in a row. Since then, they lost three out of their last four Four, two and four in the last six games. In those four losses, the offense has scored under 20 points, Harry, 
in all four of those losses. They're 8-5, and five, and this is where the standard is. It is the worst 13-game start since Patrick Mahomes became a starting quarterback in 2018. Even with all of that, I think the Philadelphia Eagles have more concerns that could keep them from the playoffs because I don't know what the Eagles team looks like anymore. Kansas City at least has something that's fixable. The Eagles, with an attitude adjustment, that may not be an easy fix with the brothers from Brotherly Love. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. For me, it's just about how far they're going to go because I do not like what I'm seeing from this, from this football team from an offensive standpoint, Freddie, or a defensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at their offense and that game yesterday, Sunday night football, against a team in the Dallas Cowboys who's your divisional rival – and also the stakes that were on the line, they were too lackluster for me. They were too cool, calm, and collected. I didn't see anybody playing out there with emotions and, and, and playing, you know, with passion. And how careless they were with the football and how offensive coordinator Brian Johnson had no plan for the blitz. But from a physical standpoint, offense, defense, and special teams, right. how the Dallas Cowboys were the better team across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that really bothered me. And a few weeks ago... I wasn't worried about this team. I, I, I'm at a Me spot too. now where I can say I'm worried about the Philadelphia Eagles right. because of how Dallas is playing, because of how the San Francisco 49ers are playing. And when you give up 42 to one and 33 to the other one, yeah. and your only touchdown last night came off a, a, a defensive score, that worries me. And then, you know, Jalen Hurts, things aren't looking comfortable for him. I've seen drop passes. So a lot of those things combined together, and then the middle of the defense got ate up again by C.D. Lamb and Jake Ferguson. Yeah, one thing I want to know is how do the Philadelphia Eagles recalibrate? And it can't just be a player's thing. It's got to be a coach thing. And Nick Sirianni, I don't want to say he sounded defeated. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. As a coach last hey, night. Damn show ain't sound convincing. Uh, you know he sounded like? He almost sounded like <laughs> Coach Klein in the middle of the bourbon bowl <laughs> in the water boy. Anybody got an idea? Anybody? You know, obviously we got to play a little bit better. Um, that's There's no doubt about that. Uh, wasn't our best two performances in a row. And um, we'll just pick ourselves up. Um, again, you don't, you don't look at it like we got to win our next – you just got to win our next game. So I don't – I, I just say we're, where we are um, is 10 and 3, like you said, and ready to play our next game, pick our, and, and uh, make sure we make the corrections off of this game. Yeah, it sounds like a coach that's a little worried about his football team as well, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and he's trying to figure out 
where to start with this team as far as trying to get them locked back in because clearly they aren't locked in at the level they need to be right now at this moment. Based on that, because right now he didn't have the answers. Of course, you're not expecting him to have the answers. But you kind of want to have a little bit of a semblance to say, okay, we need to do this, we need to try that. That sounds like a man that says, we're all going to have to figure this out together because right now I don't have the answers for the questions I have about my football team. And I'm hoping that together we'll be able to find out those answers to those questions that have now inflicted, let's still remember, a 10-3 and team. We're not talking about the Eagles being an 8-5 and Chiefs mm-hmm. team. But when you got to make an attitude adjustment, when you got to recalibrate mentally, that can be very tough to do even if you're a 10-3 and team like the Philadelphia Eagles, even as what has happened to them the last couple of weeks. To me, the Chiefs don't need an attitude adjustment. They just need the players to play better. At one position, not a tight end, not a running back, not a quarterback, not even at, at tight, at, on the offensive line. They need those wide receivers, and if they're not going to play better, then if you're Andy Reid, you got to start benching some dudes. You got to go, guys. I, I'd rather play you more stat, more snaps, and put more Gatorade in your body than to give you a rest and put that guy who I can't trust or those guys that I can't trust. With Philadelphia, they got to go through they got right now. Those guys can still make plays. But if they're not doing it, here's something to that. The Eagles are used to being the big, bad bully. Yeah. And now for the last two games, they got bullied by the San Francisco 49ers. Because didn't they run their mouth before the 49ers game saying, yeah, you guys said that you would have beaten us with Brock Purdy. All right, you're coming to our building again. We're going to see what's what. Hassan Reddick, let it be put out there saying, all right, that ain't happening. Then the 49ers went out there and they beat the chocolate out of them. And then the 49ers yesterday, what they did to Seattle, the Cowboys did again to the Philadelphia Eagles. They beat the fool out of them. They got bullied by two teams they know they will have to deal with in the NFC. That's why Nick Sirianni sounded like that, saying, if we can't be the bully, then we better figure out a different way if and when we meet these teams again in the playoffs. And these last few games are very enticing. And enticing. here's why, Freddie. When you look at San Francisco, when you look at Philadelphia and also Dallas, all three of those teams have the same record, right? And when, when I look at the last four games that Philly have, with the way they're playing, I can't sit up here and get uh, right now and say, you know what, those four games are going to be wins for Philly. Absolutely. Because I don't know if they are. I don't. Based on how they played the last two weeks and what the NFL has also taught us is that on any given day, the worst team in the National Football League can beat the best team in the National Football League. Let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in this league makes money for a reason. There's a reason why there's only a small percentage of guys that play at this level because they, they all were the best on their college teams and, right. and, and they, they are able to get here. So when we see them play Seattle on Monday Night Football, I can't just say that's a gimme win for, for the Philadelphia Eagles when you play the Giants, even though the Giants are trash, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Sorry, Devin. Sorry, mm-hmm. Shannon. It's not an opinion. That's a fact. But keep but, going. But who knows what may happen in one of those games. And then Arizona, we've seen them this year beat the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and beat the Steelers, who came yeah. in with a team with a winning record. And to that point where you just said, by the way, he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Who's going to hold people accountable more than ever before mm-hmm. when it comes to the Eagles and when it comes to the Chiefs? Because, and you made this point before we got started, Eric Bieniemy did not mind holding guys accountable. Yep. He did not mind doing that. And Andy Reid said, yeah, those guys respect you enough to say, if you're going to have a back and forth dialogue, I know the end is going to justify the means. 
Look at last night's game with Kansas City because Chris Jones was running his mouth and the defensive line coach slammed down that Microsoft iPad and said, I've had enough of you talking. And Chris Jones, which is hard to make that guy back up, he shut up. He was like, you know what? You're right and I'm wrong. That defense does not have to worry about holding people accountable because that's what they do. If you're Patrick Mahomes, you can sound you and Andy Reid can sound like jackasses like you sounded like last night after that game was over saying the officials should have helped your player when it comes to Kadarius Tony. But now you got to be the bully in the room to say, guys, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this as a coach. I'm tired of this as a quarterback. We got to start acting like the team that we're supposed to be. And if you can't do that, then you can't be out here in this football field. And if you're Philadelphia, that mental adjustment saying, hey, we got to get back to what we're supposed to be. When we were the meanest, toughest, roughest, mentally and physically football team. Because that has not been us, especially the last couple of weeks. Who are going to be those guys in either locker room, Harry, that's going to start holding guys accountable? Philadelphia get back to where they were, and Kansas City trying to find a way to overcome mistakes made by positions that are bringing down this football team. And I would also say, Freddie, a sense of pride. You, you want to know what my greatest fear was when I played the game of football? Is letting my team down by not knowing my assignments, not lining up correctly, mm-hmm. not having their backs. Yeah. So You can only tap your chest for so much to say exactly. my bad. Like it, it, it has to be a sense of pride in doing your job the proper way. That's how you have your teammates back. That's how you reward them for all the hard, hard work that you guys have put in. And who's going to be the bad guy? Because Eric Bieniemy was that in a positive way, right? Somebody got to sit there and tell them, guys, you effed up. Mm-hmm. We need better out of you. But that person has to be able also to be able to receive it and not feel some type of way. You need that realness. Well, you well, have you got to have it, man. Put it this way: if they can't receive that constructive criticism by not Bye-bye. engaging, but yeah, by, by not engaging constructive listening, then you can't have that person out there. Holla, you can't. Yeah, you're right about constructive criticism, but if you don't have constructive listening, and they allow you to get away with that, then you know you can't. The city don't blame the referees. Yep. for doing their job. Blame a guy for not doing his. And it's not the first time that Kadarius Toney has let down the Kansas City Chiefs in a key situation when they really, really needed him. That's Dev, boy. No, it's not. Wow. He, <laughs> Dev's going to Dev, – Dev, Harry's about to tee up Dev right now, or, or vice versa, <laughs> for, putting that, for putting that nonsense out there. Dev almost choked on his sandwich that he was eating back there. Tell us about a time in which you were ejected from a game as either competitor or a bystander. Let us know at Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. And we got not one but two Monday night football games tonight. One on ESPN at 815 Eastern Time, the Titans to the Dolphins. The other game on ABC at 815 Eastern Time, the Packers and the Giants. We'll do a little questions and answers involving both of those games and all four of those teams. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
on this Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to get the questions and answers when it comes to two Monday night games. Packers at Giants. Titans at Dolphins. Both of those games happening at 8-15, one on ABC, one on ESPN. We'll do a little questions and answers involving both of those games in about five minutes. But it's time for you, you, I, O, you. I know you got plenty of great stories about the time in which you were ejected from a game as either competitor or a bystander. I'm sure you've had a Mahomes meltdown. You were not around for the finish of that game. We want to hear from you right now on the Dr. Pepper call in line at triple eight say ESPN. 888-729-3776. She has my daughter's name of Brianna. She lives in Indianapolis. Brianna, where were you ejected from a game as either competitor or a bystander, my friend? Yeah, so I was a fan at an Indianapolis Colts game. This was probably a decade ago at this point. And um, I've had season tickets for the Colts for decades with my dad. And this was at Lucas Oil Stadium. And it was towards the end of the game. And I think we were playing the Chargers. Uh-huh. And our seats are near the tunnel where the visitors come in and out. And so I'm trying to get back to my seat at the end of the game. And I'm the guy that, like, wants to look at our tickets on our phone to make sure that we actually belong in those seats was not paying attention. So I walked past him. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to go to my seat. I've sat here for 10 years. <laughs> next thing I know, a sheriff is coming down. And there's a fight in the next section. So I'm thinking that he's wanting to take care of the fight and so i'm like hey do you see that he's like no i'm here to see you i'm like whoa me and he's like yeah you disrespected the security guy at the top when you did not show him your ticket and i was like i've sat here for a decade now this is my seat he escorted me out of the game and i had to wait for my dad and my sister to wow what all because i didn't show my ticket to the security guy turns out a bunch of the people that sit around us have sat around us for forever they all call their ticket reps on monday my ticket rep calls me and lets me know that that security guy got fired oh Oh, wow vindication so let me get this straight brianna they kicked you out but the rest of your family's out to stay in and watch the game correct they didn't want to have any solidarity with you to leave I mean, no, my dad, like, this is, so my dad, when the Colts came back from the Patriots, when the Colts came back to beat the Patriots uh, years ago, right. I was ready to go home. I was ready to go home in, like, the second quarter. I was like, Dad, I'll, I'll call a cab. He was like, call a cab. I don't care. Like, he will not leave until that game is over, no matter the score. Hey, 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 hey Pops, even though this might not be true, uh-huh. Pops was saying, you know, she's had a smart mouth her whole life anyway. <laughs> See, Are you speaking Pops? on behalf of Rihanna's dad? in Indianapolis. You're putting words in his mouth. Listen, her dad trying to find any way to stay in that stadium and watch that football game, even if it's not true. You know what? She has been getting smart with me a lot lately. (laughs) She should have just showed him his ticket. Been a season ticket ticket holder for 10 years, escorted her dad's like, we'll we'll see you after the game? All right, the beer's on you. Wow. Family affair indeed. Bobby in Missouri tells about a time in which you were ejected from a game as either a competitor or a bystander, Big Bobby. All right. Well, um, several of them, but uh, the most <laughs> oh, that I, several. I guess. <laughs> let's just, just say, that, well, I'm a lot older now, so my younger days, yeah, I was a pretty, uh, pretty heated guy. How old to say that? <laughs> 
He's a bad man. A bad man. Continue, you have Bobby. no idea, Harry. You have no idea. I think we got a good idea now, but continue, Bobby. Uh, well, I would say the, the one that I'm kind of ashamed of uh, is uh, my, my son, seven, he was seven or eight years old playing soccer, you know, and you're, you're out there on the field and in their chairs and stuff. And I get there late and I'm already mad at myself. And I'm seeing what's going on. I'm like, wait a minute, that, that was a foul. You know what, what's going on here? You know, or offsides or whatever. And I'm like, oh, are you not paying attention to this game? <laughs> and it was like one more outburst and you're out. And I'm like, what do you mean one more outburst? You're out. And I was like, oh. and my wife got up and stood between me and the soccer field and was like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Wifey already knew. Bobby, you was about that smoke, baby. And you was ready for the barbecue. My best part is I've had several. Like, like as natural as breathing. Like it was you nothing. Know, Bobby's like, wait a minute, you know, we've all have good, you know, we, we all have had our severals. Oh, <laughs> some have some, <laughs> some have few. Like, we've all had our severals. Bobby, true words have not been spoken. I've been involved a couple of severals myself over my lifetime. Andrew in North Dakota, tell us about a time in which you were ejected from a game as either a competitor or a bystander. Yes. So it was a, my high school football game, and we were losing by 30. And I hear a parent going off on the coach, you know, calling him all sorts of names under the sun, whatnot. And I look and I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, I can't see it. And then I look again and then the parent's going off on the coach's wife, calling her all all sorts of names. And then I look again and it's my mom. And I'm like, I'm not going to claim it. You know, I'm like, damn, whose mom is that? That's not my mom. (laughs) And then, you know, double take to my senior year, our coach becomes our uh, principal of the school. And my mom moved back to California, blah, blah, blah. And my coach is looking around and he's like, is your mom here? I'm like, no, 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 you don't got to worry about that. She moved away. That is hilarious, man. Mom did not play. No. Whose mom is that? (laughs) Whose mom is that? Oh, that's the best. I don't hurt mine. You can't. At that point, I'm man. That woman over there. Oh boy. I I would not want to be her son. Meanwhile, oh my goodness, she's losing her mind over there. Just slink right out of the whole area and get out of that. We really appreciate the phone calls. You did not get through an adopter pepper call in line about a time which you ejected from a game as either a competitor or a bystander. Let us know on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio. It's time to give you the Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable, so get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection one place, so bundle and save at Progressive.com. Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby, give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. Got two games tonight, one on ABC and one on ESPN. The one on ESPN at 8.15 Eastern time is this one. Titans at Dolphins. Titans are 4-8. The Dolphins, they got a number one seed in their sights. I'm not talking about the AFC East. I'm talking about in terms of the entire AFC playing this game at home on a big stage. Harry, what do you know and what do you need to see? Well, I know that this is a big game for the Miami Dolphins because of what you just mentioned, Freddie, the number one seed in the AFC, right? We're not just talking about the division and the Miami Dolphins being able to do that, but where they can put themselves, that they continue winning 
in the AFC with that number one seed. Right. Now, what I want to see in this matchup, I want to see a young Will Levis, right, who's not a starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. I want to see how he's going to be able to progress the rest of the season. And this Miami Dolphins defense, since Jalen Ramsey ha- has come back, they're playing lights out football. So how is Will Levis going to be able to fare up versus this uh, Miami Dolphins defense, mm-hmm. which has been unbelievable since Jalen Ramsey have, uh, has come back? Here's what I know. The Tennessee Titans will score at least 34 points tonight to have a prayer of a chance. You're a 13.5-point under, underdog in this game. Nobody's giving you a chance at all. You better find a way to get 34 points on the board. If you don't, if you don't even get 24 points on the board, you might get boat raced by the Miami Dolphins. That's what I know. What do I need to see? What kind of celebration is going to be in the end zone for the Dolphins when they get there? Nobody in the NFL has better celebrations than the Miami Dolphins. Last week, took the cake when they did the whole roller coaster ride. That was getting the end zone. And they're like doing all. Google, you have not seen this. That's what I need to see. What kind of touchdown celebration will be in the end zone? Not if, but when the Dolphins get there, and they may get there a lot. Packers at Giants. This is the other game, part of a Monday Night Football 244 you on ABC at 815 Eastern Time. Got the Green Bay Packers. All of a sudden, that division race has gotten a lot tighter. And they win. They get a lot closer to the Detroit Lions team that's been scuffling along. Meanwhile, the new folk hero, Harry Douglas, when it comes to the New York Giants, Tommy Cutlets himself, Tommy Uh-oh. DeVito, having sandwiches and pizza named after him all over the state of New Jersey. What do you know? What do you need to see? What do I know is that the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North is playing like the best football team in that division right now. Mm-hmm. Everything's come together. That defense has come together. That offensive line. A.J. Dillon has been a force to be reckoned with those young skill position players, and then most importantly, Jordan Love. Right. In his last three games, eight touchdowns to zero interceptions. This team is 3-0 and as well in those last three games. Now, what I want to see, I want to see can they continue it because I think they have an opportunity to still win this division mm-hmm. and things aren't done for them because they're on this playoff chase. Here's what I know. There'll be another terrific football game being played by a certain guy that the Giants didn't want to pay in the beginning of the year when it comes to Saquon Barkley. If you look at his stats, he's averaging over 4.2 yards a carry. Most of that without Daniel Jones. I'm not saying they're playing better without him. I'm just saying he looks a lot more comfortable with Tommy Cutlets at quarterback than Danny (laughs) Dimes at quarterback. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. That's what I know. Saquon Barkley have another terrific performance running and catching the football. What do I need to see? How did the Green Bay Packers handle being a favorite in a game on a national stage? Because nobody is thinking that the New York Giants are going to win this game. Even Vegas says, hey, Green Bay, we know you're playing on the road. They're a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Even Vegas is like Green Bay saying, yeah, this is your time to shine. Everybody's got their something, and now the Packers have their something. How do they handle for the first time more than a minute being a prohibitive favorite in an NFL game that has not happened for a minute with the Green Bay Packers this season. Devin Shannon, how many points y'all think the Giants are going to lose by tonight? 15? Wow. 17? I'm not going to answer wow. that question. Wow. Because you're telling the no, truth? Nothing from you, Shannon? Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> we got Tommy Cutlets out there. <laughs> slinging it. Uh, whoa. Whoa. Wait a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait a minute, indeed. <laughs> Coming up next on Freddie and Harry as we get away from this entire mess before we all get fired. The real breakdown of Sheho, uh, Shohei Otani's contract. Plus, <laughs> yeah, I'm, getting all disflu- I'm all getting flushed it out. Plus, in other news, it brings up the age old question slash answer. 
Why? Because it's Florida. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. On this reggae Monday, known as Freddie and Harry, he is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us in the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. If he was a rich man, he'd be Shohei Atani because that's the <laughs> kind of money he's going to get from the Los Angeles Dodgers. We heard about the contract over the weekend. Ten years, $700 million, $70 million per year. Then we found out additional news today, Harry. He's going to make $2 million a year for the next 10 seasons. $680 million will be deferred until the end of the deal. That's what sources told Jeff Pass of ESPN. The $2 million per year for the next 10 years, then once that is over, he's going to get $68 million per year in deferred money between 2034 and 2043. The Los Angeles Dodgers are basically back-ending this contract, but it also speaks to the – level and the off the field stuff that Shohei, Shohei Otani probably has going on. Yeah. Where you can get this deal structured in this matter, manner and it doesn't bother you one bit. Mm-mm, not at all. And by the way, if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, smart business to say you're going to get your money because yep. Lord knows in terms of endorsements and everything else, uh-huh. that's going to far exceed any kind of contract, $70 million per year that he was going to get from the Dodgers. But now you still have money in your budget, even though there's no salary cap in Major League Baseball, go. to go get yep. extra people to help out Shohei Atani. Well, and when you have a Mookie Betts and a Freddie Freeman and, you know, uh, a Muncie and yeah. all these guys that can play at a very, very high level and you add a Shohei Otani to that, yeah. it just makes them that more dangerous. They do need to work on their pitching staff, though. No doubt That's about one thing that. they got to they gotta brush up on. But I would say this, mm. when you look at Otani, he – He's not nationwide like most baseball players are. But he's about to be. He, no, no, no. He's worldwide, Freddie. Right. True. He, he's he's worldwide. worldwide. Yeah, there's no doubt. So and, that that endorsement money is on a, a, a dip, another level. And the Dodgers, because of the brand that they are, that $700 million they're going to pay to him is going to look like a pittance, how much money they're going to get mm-hmm. back in terms of having him as a part of that brand. And, oh, from the We Know This Now So You department, the Dodgers opened the 2024 season in Seoul, South Korea. They and the Padres played the first regular season games in Korea as part of a home-and-home series on March 20th and the 21st of 2024. Can you imagine what that's going to look and sound like, which means cha-ching, not just for Shohei Otani, but for the Hollywood swingers known as the Los Angeles Dodgers. Listen, they're playing chess while a lot of people are playing checkers right mm-hmm. now. I kept warning people, Harry, when they said, you know, he might stay in L.A. He might. I said, he's going to look awfully nice yeah, in Dodger he's, Blue. He's staying in L.A. Exactly. It's not, just, it's not with the man, with the angels. But I will say this, though. Uh-huh. Uh, because I my love for Ron Washington, who's now the manager mm-hmm. for the angels, yeah. I kind of wish he could have been Me able too. to keep Otani uh, getting that job. But, you know, Otani mm-hmm. understands yeah. the business side of things, too. Yeah. Going true. across town to that team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, is better for his career. No doubt. Moving forward. It was the equivalent of when Byron Scott got the Cleveland Cavaliers job and LeBron left to go to Miami. 
That's what this equivalent is. You're around Washington. Yep. Ooh, I get a chance to work with Shohei Atani, Mike Trout, and oh, eh, you know. <laughs> then he heads the other way, going across town for the brand that is the Dodgers. That debut when it comes to Shohei Atani with the Dodgers, we know that'll be a hot ticket with us in South, Seoul, South Korea, or in the United States. And hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets so you can experience it live. Each and every night about this time, we always bring you something you did not know. It could be in sports. It could be outside of sports. But you know it better as. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. Welcome to the age-old question and answer. Why? Because it's Florida. A woman in Florida had earned the sympathy of her community when she reported that the Christmas gifts she bought for her kids were stolen out of her home. But because it's Florida, that same woman has now been arrested for falsely reporting that crime. Now, this Mensa member who shall remain nameless, Shayna Hudson, according to a Facebook post, she called to the Lee County Sheriff's Office to say that her house was burglarized on November 19th. Man, the detectives felt sorry for her, felt sorry for the kids. They took the time to reach out to the American Legion and the sheriff's office shot with a cop program to make sure they get new gifts for her children. However, an anonymous tip to the local crime stoppers busted her because that led cops to uncover that she not only lied about what happened, but that the stolen gifts were stashed at a relative's home. So a family member Mm -hmm. happened to be upset with her about something. I I didn't think about that. And they tipped. Tipped it off to the police. I did not even think about but it. But why are you point. come on, man? Like, we can't be doing stuff like this because there are mm-hmm. people out here Absolutely. that aren't fortunate enough to, 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 to get these gifts for their kids. And mm-hmm. you're playing around with stuff in, 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 in companies that are, you know, making things possible for other families. Absolutely. Like, come on, man. What are we doing? And, and not for nothing, if you're her kids, this is what their Christmas is going to look like and sound like. Because your mom decided to stash those to try to get more gifts for you or whatever she was thinking about doing. They say blood, (laughs) blood thicker than water. Uh Uh-oh. Is that right? Her thickness (laughs) in her head is the reason that she's where she is. They snitched on her. Good for them. She was pulling that nonsense. They did did Spike Lee. Made a movie about it. Do the right thing. Exactly. And she did not. Gilbert. Amber and Ian come join <laughs> next for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN radio. Take care. God bless as always. Don't steal toys. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.